0: Bismillahir Rahmanir rahim Assalamu alaikum wa Barakatuh We start by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by saying alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all his blessings in na'mah and counted blessings upon the ummah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi Wasallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Qur'an in Surah Al-Qiyamah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about the day of Qiyamah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says بَعَدْ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ وَوْجُوهٍ يَوْمَئِذٍ نَاظِرَةِ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهَا نَاظِرَةِ وَوْجُوهٍ يَوْمَئِذٍ Basira, تَظُنُّ أَنْ يُفْعَلَ بِهَا فَاقِرَةِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about the day of Qiyamah and has mentioned two different faces that they'll be seen on the day of Qiyamah. One, the first one where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned Wujuhu on that day there'll be people with the faces, blessings shining through their faces, happiness shining through their faces eager to wait to meet their Lord for the first time to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they'll be focused looking for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they have been waiting all their life they have been worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without seeing him without hearing him But they've been worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala They've been obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala All their life And this is the moment they're waiting for To see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And to hear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And this will be the faces That the shyness will be seen They'll be shining, they'll be happy And they'll be glancing and waiting to see Their Rabb, the creator For the first time And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Also mentioned in surah Al-Mutafifeen On that day for sure The pious people Those people who live their life Obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala They'll be in a bliss, In a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala On high thrones Looking towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And waiting to glance On Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala This this will be the ni'mah given to this ummah on the day of qiyamah through the teaching of the prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi sallam the prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam mentioned in a hadith he says that when the people of paradise on the day of qiyamah after all the hisab kitab when the people of paradise they'll be entered they'll be allowed to enter into their jannah each one of them to be allowed to enter into their jannah a time will pass They are in their own comfort zone, in their own luxury, in their own happiness, in their own Jannah. A time will pass. After that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask the Ahlul Jannah, the people of Jannah, have you received everything that I have promised you? Have you got everything that I promised you? And the reply will come from the people of Jannah, Ya Allah! We have received more than that. And what is the more? They say, Allah, didn't you save us from the punishment of fire? Didn't you save us from the hell fire? Didn't you give us the the pleasure of Jannah? Forget everything else what they find in Jannah. They'll be focusing on that, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the ni'mah you have given us, By protecting us, by saving us from the punishment of Jahannam. There will be people staying in Jahannam forever. The punishment will never come to an end. It's not like the life in dunya where someone lives 60, 70, 30, 40 or month and they have to depart from this world. In Akhira, there will be only two places. Either in Jannah or Jahannam, may Allah protect us from the azab of Jahannam. So the people of Ahlul Jannah, people of Jannah, after they're enjoying their life in Jannah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after a period of time will ask them, have you received all my promises? Have you received what I promised you in Jannah? And the reply will come, Ya Allah, we have received more than what you promised us. And that what? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you saved us from those people that is suffering in the Jahannam, in the punishment of Jahannam. And you allowed us to enter Jannah. Prophet Muhammad mentioned another hadith of Aisha anha, where he said Azad Aisha anha asking the Prophet Muhammad after seeing him standing all night crying in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for protection and for forgiveness as Aisha radiya anha Rasulullah unto you amongst those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised forgiveness has promised Jannah has promised his happiness has promised his acceptance that he will never be upset with you then why all this hardship why standing at night for so long until your feet start cracking why cry so much until you put your health in a danger. And the Prophet ﷺ replied to Aisha anha, shouldn't I, for those ni'mah you have mentioned, shouldn't I be amongst those who are the servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Shouldn't I be amongst the thankful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to thank Allah, Allah's ni'mah? And then as the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ mentions. That no one on the day of Qiyamah will be able to enter Jannah except for the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And radiyallahu anha asked Rasulullah, Even yourself, and the Prophet said, Even myself. So we learn from the hadith that Prophet Muhammad has taught us. That no one will enter Jannah Except for the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And this is the reason why it's mentioned a hadith When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Will ask the people of Jannah That have you received everything All my promises Are you happy with what you find in there And they will say Ya Allah We are more than happy Because you saved us From the punishment of Jahannam And you allowed us to enter Jannah It is Allah's permission Without Allah's permission No one will be able to enter Jannah and there'll be faces on the, that day which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Surah Al Qiyamah. And there'll be faces that on that day when you look at them, you, you can tell by their faces that these people are guilty and these people have no chances to, to receive the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It will be seen on their faces. And these people's the worst punishment for them would be that they, they'll be waiting to see who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who we disobeyed while we are in the world. They wanted to know who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They want to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They want to hear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will deprive them from this ni'mah. That punishment will remain with them that there was a creator who created us we disobey him but we don't even know him when we were told about him we disagreed and today there was an opportunity to know allah subhanahu wa ta'ala our creator and that opportunity has been taken away forever allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has informed us in the Qur'an, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in one place has told us, nas bil alil munkar. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the ummah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam have been given the title that best amongst all the ummah that have come before the ummah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the people of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu the Ummah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Ummah, the best amongst any all the Ummah, and the reason for Allah subhanahu wa taala to give us that title, to give us that respect, to be given to be mentioned that the best amongst the, all the Ummah, the reason for that, because Allah subhanahu wa taala has created us. ...for the whole mankind. Just like the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu was sent... ...mercy for the whole mankind. Exactly the same way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala... ...has chosen the ummah, this ummah... ...to be the best amongst all the ummah. The reason for that... ...Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has informed us... ...that we were sent for the whole mankind. Not for the Muslim alone not for the mu'min alone, not for those who believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but for the whole mankind. And what was the re- job? What was the reason for us to be selected to be the best amongst the ummah? It's because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu sallam, there is no prophet to come after the Prophet Muhammad The job that the old Anbiya alayhi wa sallam, was sent for is amru bil ma'roofi wa nahyu anil munkar. And that responsibility has left With us, the old Ummah of the Prophet to come until the last person. It to save the Ummah by informing them what is good and by stopping them from what is bad, by telling them what is the truth and by informing them and stopping them for what it is not true. This is the responsibility, and this is the reason why you became Khairu Ummah, not because of our wealth. Not because of our money or our, of our, our society that we are living in. Because somebody lives in a high society, somebody lives in a low society. Not because of any of that. All the ni'mah given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the reason for that, whether you are rich, whether you are poor, whether you are living in a rich country or a poor country, all the whole Ummah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa was chose to be amongst the best ummah because of Amr bil ma'roofi wa nahi wa munkar and because we have left the work of ambiya and we have become so busy with the worldly life that the concern of yarha has gone out of our heart and that's why today we see the ummah is suffering around the world because the hubb dunya the love for the dunya has entered our hearts and we have become so indulged in the dunya that we don't have the time for the Akhirah or for the Ummah to save the Ummah which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned the reason why we became the best amongst the Ummah is because of Today when we see someone not performing Salat someone not paying their zakat someone who can afford for Hajj and they don't want to go for Hajj someone who can afford the zakat they don't want to give a zakat we rather than informing them and teach them the response you get it is not my business as long as I'm praying my five salat, I don't care about someone else. As long as I'm giving my zakat, I don't care about someone else. As long as I'm on the right path, I don't care about someone else. We are forgetting that Prophet Muhammad was sent, a mercy for the whole mankind, not for the Arabs only, not for the Asians only, not for the Africans only, not for the Europeans only, but for the whole mankind until the last person to come on earth. Until we don't take that concern as our concern, then the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will continue to draft away. And the ummah will continue to be in difficult periods, in difficult moments. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also mentions in the Qur'an, in another verse, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ta- informed us, تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says to Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu wa Sallam O oh ya Rasul inform your ummah in Allah if we claim to love Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala every muslim claim to love Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala you cannot be a muslim without claiming that you love Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala so if truly we claiming to love Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to Prophet Muhammad sallallahu sallam, Tell them to follow your teachings. فَاتَّبِعُونِ The only way we can continue receiving the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah wa lakum Then only Allah will love us and He will forgive our sins, is only following the teaching of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We've come to the time of the fitna where today we see people with a little education. They're questioning the Sahaba. They're questioning the Quran. They're questioning the, 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 the hadith, the, the teaching of the Prophet Muhammad They're questioning the ulamas. Little knowledge they have and yet they are thinking they're they are the most knowledgeable people of this ummah. This old fitna we were told by the Prophet Muhammad The time will come where to hold, to, to hold on to your iman will be so hard and so difficult that someone will wake up in the morning with iman full just like the phones you charge them at night you wake up in the morning they're 100% charged you will wake up with a full iman in our hearts but because of the calamities because of the taste around us because of the lifestyle we are living because what is surrounding us it's gonna be so hard and difficult to hold on to your Iman that come evening, the same person just like if he doesn't charge his phone again the charge of, the battery charge of this phone will go totally to zero and the phone will die the level of Iman will keep dropping from morning till evening the Prophet Muhammad has already warned us it's because of what we have created surrounding us it's the lifestyle we are living you wake up with a full Iman, you go to sleep with zero Iman. You go to sleep with a full Iman, you wake up in the morning with zero Iman. Depending how you spent your night. In Ibadah or in maasi, In worshipping Allah or in disobeying Allah. There was a time where to commit a sin was difficult... People were scared to be seen committing sins. People who are waiting until the night of darkness to commit a sin. But shaitan has made it so easy for this ummah that now people no, more, no longer they are scared or ashamed of committing a sin. Not only they are waiting for the darkness of night, but people are committing sin in the daylight, openly. Because the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has gone from our hearts. There was a time where you had to go to internet cafe to log on into the internet to commit a sin. Now the shaitan has brought the the whole technology into our pockets on our hands, in our palm. And the people are committing sin day and night openly without fearing anyone or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you are committing the sin thinking that no one is looking, we are forgetting that we have two angels on our shoulders. ...which are there with us 24-7 writing our good deeds or bad deeds. We are forgetting that Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who created us... ...he is looking at us from the moment we are born until the moment we die. Shaitan is whispering... ...the one who keeps whispering... ...that go on commit that crime, commit that sin, no one is looking... He's lying to us and we are buying that lie. You, can know, you know it is time for the adhan. You can hear the adhan and yet you ignore it. You continue, you are busy with the dunya. You continue with your lifestyle. Forgetting that I'm, I have a duty to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who created me. You find any excuses not to pray, rather than find every excuse not to miss the salat. When we're supposed to look for every opportunity to perform, to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, shaitan whisper us, go on, it doesn't matter, there's still time. You can pray when you get time, when you pray when you want it, we can pray after your work, You can pray after your study, You can pray after you're playing. People can spend three, four hours in front of the television, yet they cannot spend 10, 15 minutes in sujood to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet Muhammad has informed us that the day of Qiyamah insan will be resurrected in the same position, in the same moment, in the same situation that you passed away. Imagine facing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah in the same position that you passed away, and that position was you're committing a crime. Committing a sin. What face do we have to face Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that situation? We pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that when Malikul Maud come to visit us, we are in sujood, we are in ruku, we are in the masajid, we are in the dhikr, we are in the tilawa. So when we resurrected on the day of qiyamah, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala t- will tell us to stand up, we stand up with the Qur'an in our hands, with the dhikr in our tongue, we are in sujood, in ruku, in Qiyam. in ibadah. And that will be the moment, as I mentioned to you before, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, نَاظِرًا There'll be faces shining on the day of Qiyamah. There'll be, there'll be faces with happiness on their faces that they can be seen and shining. Why? Because they're waiting to look at their, at their Lord or the Creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, on the day of Qiyamah. And this ni'mah will be only given to those who spend their life in this dunya in worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Today we see so many marriages keep breaking. The culture has overtaken our Islam. Today, before you allow someone, your daughter or your son to get married, the, the, the the condition of the culture becomes more priority than the following the teaching of the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi the nationality which came to divide us by the kufar divide and rule that has become more priority to us the prophet muhammad sallallahu said Look at their iman if they are Muslim. Today we look at their passport and nationality and their background. Are they from Pakistan? Are they from Africa? Are they from Sudan? Are they from Somalia? Are they from Kenya? Are they from India? That becomes more priority than Islam. I don't care if it's not a Muslim as long as he's from, from my back home. And how are we expecting the marriage to have a burka The lifestyle to have a burka when we have thrown all the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad aside and we have put our own conditions in our lifestyle. The Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu told us if the person is abid who worships Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala he prays his five salat, he's fearing Allah then give him your daughter or give her your son. But today we're looking at what is your bank balance? What is your job? Where do you live? How big is the house? Which society you are living in, high society or low society? All those conditions, are put in first before I can say yes or no. The barakah has gone from our houses. Why? Because the 42 or 35 or 65 inch screen has become more priority, and more important than the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our houses. We have our children who are glued to the television. If not watching the crime, if not watching the sinful movies, if not watching, then they are playing. Now we have the live games. I remember back the days where you had to game, play game in, your, in, in the small screen. Now you play in the big 65-inch, a live game, internet live, where you're playing with someone on the other side of the world, you don't even know about them. And the parents are fast asleep. They don't even know what their children are doing. And we are paying for the internet, we are paying for the television, we are paying for their games and everything else. Wallahi on the day of Qiyamah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will question us about that. The time doesn't allow me to continue, but may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will continue next Friday on the same topic. We ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to shower His mercy upon the Ummah, of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu May Allah protect the Ummah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Today we see the Ummah is suffering around the world. Whether it's in China, whether it's in Palestine, whether in Syria, whether in Afghanistan, everywhere around the world, the Muslim is suffering. We in Europe, we are not any safe from the punishment of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala unless we correct our Iman, we come back to the teaching of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu we obey Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Without that. Even the punishment of Allah can come and here where we find ourselves very safe.